Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone this fine Monday? It is June 25th. Not a lot going on. Like I told you, this is a dead period. And so, over the course of this these dead periods, I've been doing... I did two of my over-under wins um, series. And we did both Souths. Yeah, interesting divisions, for sure. I am going to do the AFC East today. And not every lockdown is going to be like that. I mean, I'll, I'll dig up some guests. We'll do some other things. But when in doubt, we can go to one of these and discuss each team and each division. It's a fun exercise. And I, you guys always enjoy uh, when I did it last year or the years previous where I would do the entire NFC or the entire AFC and just do my over-under wins. But I'm doing a little more in-depth with these, and I wrote them all up for my website, williamsonfootball.com. I urge you to check out Locked On Patriots, Locked On Jets, Locked On Bills, Locked On Dolphins, and find out more about these teams if those are the ones you're into. Also got word today, my schedule's not finalized, but it sounds like more or less I'm going to be living at Latrobe with the Steelers for camp. You know, basically as opposed to visiting a couple times, uh, you know, during the time or you know twice a week or whatever. I think I'm going to be basically camped out there, so. That'd be cool, you know, eating meals with all those guys and all that good stuff. Um, you know, live in the dorms with the players, that kind of deal. So, uh, as noted, you know, you got to go through the schedule here. And I use Warren Sharp's strength of schedule metric, which is really, really good. The AFC South, of course, are going to play six games in their division, as all teams do. Um, they have four, though, against the AFC South, who we broke down the last time we did this. You know, So that's not easy, but not the end of the world. And they have four against the NFC North. You know, The Vikings look quite formidable. Detroit, I don't know where they're at, but I think a coaching change will help them, and I think their offense will be good. Green Bay gets Aaron Rodgers back, amongst some other studs, and I think an impressive defense. And I think Chicago's much improved. So uh, that those... Divisions aren't gimmies, that's for sure. That being said, you know, we're going to start in the East with the team with the highest win total. Guess who that might be? That's New England. And they have the second easiest schedule in the league. And I'm going to show some Steeler bias, but I get this all the time that why the Patriots have such an easy schedule? Well, the three teams in their division aren't that good and haven't been over the years. I mean, that's. Not to detract at all from Brady and Belichick and their great run, but that's contributed, you know. I mean, not having a formidable team in the division to knock you off is something to think about. And my, you know, what's the over-under total? First of all, the the New England over-under total is 11, which is, I think, the most in the league. Second easiest schedule in the entire league. They're... What would be your guess if you were in Vegas of... Over under win total within the AFC East, five and a half. I mean, if it's five, I'm going over because I don't think they're going to be four and two in the division. I mean, I think they'll win five or six games against AFC East opponents. That's a pretty good start to get to eleven. You know, if you're five and one or six and zero oh within the division, and it's a damn good start to win the division, which all of us will probably project them to do. There are two variable games. Or Pittsburgh, who they usually beat, but is a tough game. And Kansas City, who I think isn't quite a first-place caliber team. So I can see why their their schedule is second easiest. And I think a lot of it 
is, you know, because of who their division is. You know, they've also won a dozen or more games in the in eight straight seasons. <laughs> I mean, you can see why Vegas is putting this at eleven. If you've won twelve or more for eight in a row, you've the second easiest schedule in the league. So, it wouldn't blow me away. You know, sometimes this team starts the season slow, and I they never would admit this. But I feel like the the Patriots sometimes use that first month or couple games as an extension of the preseason. Like they shuffle their offensive line, and that could be the case again this year. And I wrote an article about their offensive line. That I think I've, we we talked about. It, I think is a fun fun one to talk about. That they don't play their best football in September most of the time. You know, they, they figure things out throughout the year. They figure out the team, and it's one of Belichick's great strengths. But they usually finish really strong, and. You know, their first three games are Houston at home. I mean, Houston looks better, that's for sure. At Jacksonville. At Detroit. So maybe they lose one or two of those. Yeah, that's possible. Um, how about this note, though, too? You know, I, I mentioned that the, the Patriots' win total over-under is 11. If you add up the other three teams in the division, they're only at 18.5. So... Yeah, they might go undefeated in division. I mean, that's not at all far-fetched. Edelman has a suspension. We, we know that. And, well, he's appealing it, I think, as we speak. So if there's news on that, so be it. But, again, he's going to be there probably for the stretch run. And they still get Gronk. And I really like the offense. And you add Michelle. And uh, secondary is quite good. Um, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time saying bad things about this team, to be honest with you. And I don't know how you don't take the over. I just think 12 and 4 is much more possible than 10 and 6. I'm not going to go over every game on every schedule, and I haven't in the past. And I told you who the first three are. But let me buzz through these, and how many do you see as losses for New England? Like I said, host Houston. I mean, opening day in New England, not easy. At Jacksonville, maybe. At Detroit, maybe. Like I said, they start slow. Miami at home. Indy at home, KC at home, at Chicago, at Buffalo, Green Bay at home, maybe, at Tennessee, maybe, at the Jets, Minnesota at home, maybe, at Miami, traditionally have struggled there a little bit, maybe, at the Steelers, maybe they're a dog in that game, maybe, (laughs) I mean, they usually beat up on the Steelers, and with the Bills and Jets at home, they may not even have to play their starters in those games, so... And maybe they lose those two because they don't have to play their starters now with the division locked up. But who knows? But that schedule, you can see why, is the second easiest in the league. The Bills have the second highest win total in the AFC East at only six and a half. It tells you the state of the division. I mean, this is mostly based off. I mean, most of all this stuff is based off Vegas, and certainly the over/under win total is, and sharp strength of schedule is which is 15th easiest in the league. It's right in the middle. Their two variable games are the Ravens and the Chargers, which are pretty tough. I mean, I got to think they're a dog in both those games. Um, they end up in the postseason. They were one of the least injured teams in the league. So, you know, I think their roster, 
you guys know what I think about the roster. I mean, I respect the Bills fans so much, but I have very little good to say about this team. And their first two picks, who they paid a premium for to acquire when you account for Cordy Glenn and all the picks they've moved up, Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds, to me are the two most high-variance players maybe at their, in the draft on each side of the ball. You know, like if they hit, they may hit huge Hall of Fame, you know, transcendent player time. But they're far from sure things, you know. And you trust Edmonds more than Allen. And, you know, I know you've heard good things of Allen coming out of camp, but you're hearing really good things out of Peterman. Who's going to start that, you know, I, I don't have a great feel for how many starts. And, and it'll be something to talk about in the preseason, something to keep an eye on. I'm going to make a note of this, that let's guess – how many starts each of those three Bills quarterbacks gets out of 16? Five, five, six? I mean, I got to think when things go poor, as I think they're going to, Allen has to be your guy for the second half of the season. But what if Nate Peterman starts the year, you know, and then McCarron takes on after him? Or I, I don't know. I mean, I'll definitely take Allen as the player that I think will start the most games. But I don't think it's... You have to paint much of a picture to create, uh, you know, a scenario where all three become the starters in some way, shape, or form, let alone, and I'm not even talking about injuries. I do think they're well coached. I think they have a good plan. I also think that, you know, they start the season rough, too. That's important in this quarterback conversation. They go to Baltimore on opening day. That seems hard, man. I mean, that's a tough place to play. They host the Chargers, who are clearly a more talented team. They go to the Vikings, and then they go to Green Bay. Ugh. And then they finish the, after that, they're at home against the Titans and on the road against Houston. So that first four, six games is really rough for the Bills, especially if they're breaking in a new quarterback and they're certainly breaking in a lot of offensive linemen. At Baltimore, home to Chargers, at Rave or at Vikings, at Packers, Tennessee at home, at Houston. Then they go to Indy, who I don't think is very good, but that's still one, two, three, four, five of their first seven games are on the road with a much different roster than they had. I don't really like that, that's for sure. Um, they might not win one of those first six games. Then it gets pretty tough to get to six and a half wins if you're 0-6 or 1-5. And, um, and I haven't even mentioned that they got the Patriots twice at that point, you know, from that point on. And they have the Jags, too. So getting the seven wins, to me, is really far-fetched for this team. Uh, I would be very confident putting money on the under. All right, we got Miami. Their over-under total is six. And to cut to the chase, and we'll talk a lot about it in between, I think they're a 6-10 and 10 team. I think this is a very good line. So when we have this conversation, are they more likely to win five or win seven? You know, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how this works, but I, I assume you could go to Vegas and say, I want to put money on, I want six wins. You know, I want to push in this bet. And with better odds than the over or under. This is one of those I would consider. And that's a tough bet. I mean, to hit the win total dead on. But I would imagine it pays off pretty well. Ninth easiest schedule in the league. That's important. 
you know, obviously two versus the Patriots, but the other two in the division aren't that crazy. Their variable games are the Bengals and Raiders. Yeah, that's doable. This was one of the teams in the league last year that was hit hardest by injury. That's noteworthy. Including, they lost their starting quarterback for the entire year. I mean, Jay Cutler was bad last year. You may not be the biggest Tannehill apologist or fan, and I like him and I'm interested in him. I'm not sure. You know, I have some doubts, don't get me wrong. But he's way better than what Jay Cutler was last year. And way better. They also started to develop some sort of running game last year, basically with Kenyon Drake. And they've added Gore and, you know, Bellage. And the offensive line looks probably about the same. You know, losing Pouncey, shuffling Tunsil, bringing Sutton. You know, Kilgore's now there. Um, so I think they'll run the ball pretty well. And I think that Gase has more of his type of players. I'm putting that in quotes in place, you know, to run his scheme, to be where they're supposed to be, timing and rhythm base. So I think the offense might surprise people, especially if a guy like Parker breaks out. Defense was pretty bad last year, and they don't have Domikong Su now. So they've added some guys, and they sure look like they have an abundance of pass rush, and I love the Fitzpatrick addition. And even like, you know, Requiem McMillan comes back from injury. They got nothing out of him. So... Should be a little bit better at linebacker, too. The two young Ohio State guys. But defensive tackle worries me, especially without Sue being there. And I don't think this is going to be a top 15, 18 type of defense. But, you know, they got a game against the Colts. They have two versus the Jets. Two versus the Bills. I think they get to six, like I said. And I think there's a better chance they get to seven than they do nine. But I will say of the four teams in this division, this is the one I probably feel the least strong about. I felt pretty strong about the under on Buffalo. feel pretty strong about the over in New England. And now we will get to the Jets. And as for the Jets, I am a Todd Bowles fan. I am glad that he's been there. And, you know, he, we were together on the staff of, at Cleveland. But other than, I mean, that's... Doesn't mean that's why I'm a fan of his. I mean, it's, I think he's a good coach. I think this team's going the right direction the last couple of years. I love picking up Darnold to lead the offense and Adams to lead the defense. And there's certainly some things in line here, you know. I mean, it's going the right direction. Their over-under win total is also at sixth. They have the sixth easiest schedule in the league, which is favorable. Their variable games are the Browns and the Broncos because they came in fourth. That being said, I think the Browns and Broncos improved more from last year than New York did. You know, the, I have no doubt about it. I mean, that Denver D is good. Cleveland might be the most talented team of the three. Who knows if they win. So that's not as much of a gift as you would think, you know, for being a last place team. Um, this team also was one of the least injured teams in the league last year. So, you know, that's probably not going to hold up. They finished the season by hosting Houston, Green Bay, they host Houston and Green Bay, and then they go to New England. That looks like three losses to me for the Jets. And, oh, by the way, how did they end up last year? You know, their final seven games, they only won one of them. You know, they were one and six to finish the season after starting very strong. 
But, you know, your roster starts to break down a little bit. And again, it didn't break down as much as most teams did. And you start to fall apart. Um, I do think these last couple draft classes will pay off. and But more long-term investments. You know, again, if you were to bet like we talked about Buffalo. And Bridgewater needs to be in this conversation now. But Darnold, McCown, and Bridgewater. How many starts are you giving each of those? And to me, if you're having that conversation you probably are going to struggle at the quarterback position this year. You know, I mean, and McCown played well last year. But the Jets open at Detroit. That doesn't look great. You know, Miami. You know, we'll buzz through their schedule super quick. But at Detroit, host Miami. Go to Cleveland. I mean, are they favored in Cleveland in week three? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, at Jacksonville, they're not. Denver at the Jets. Who's favored in that game right now? Indy is at New York. You know, Indy comes to the Jets. Okay, that's probably a win, I think. Minnesota comes to the Jets. At the Bears. At the Bears doesn't look like a lot of fun. At Miami's probably a loss. Bills at home. You'd hope you get that one. Then it's a late bye. You got the the Patriots still twice in that. They have, you know, the Patriots come off a bye and they finish their season with New England. Hopefully, New England doesn't need that game if you're betting the over in this on this team. At Tennessee. At Buffalo. Houston at home, like I said, Green Bay at home at New England. I'm going to take the under. Um, my concern is they do have the sixth easiest schedule in the league. But I just don't think this is a seven-win team. I mean, the line is six, and that's how you have to look at it, is five wins or seven wins more probable. I could certainly see them winning five or six. I just can't see them winning seven. So, all right, fun stuff, guys. That was the AFC East. I'll talk to you tomorrow.